as AI systems become increasingly sophisticated, there is a need to handle them with care. This is according to Anthropic, um, who is the AI kind of safety company that's behind Claude's chatbot. Um, and they are kind of like, they've been positioning themselves as like the safe or responsible AI from the very beginning. I think this is great. I think they saw a big boom when ChatGPT came out and people noticed it had hallucinations. It was, you know, not always perfect. And then they're like, see, we need to be responsible. We need to be safe. It could, you know, lead to the end of the world. So I think right now they're they're making a big move to kind of position themselves in this way again, which I think is really smart. Great business move. Um, so kind of stepping into this, the company has unveiled a new policy that outlines its dedication to the responsible expansion of AI systems. Um, and they're calling this the responsible scaling policy. So this framework is particularly tailored to address what anthropic labels as quote unquote catastrophic risks. Um, so those type of risks represent you know, situations where AI's action could directly instigate massive calamities. Um, so, you know, imagining unsettling events leading to, quote, thousands of death or hundreds of billions of dollars in damage, end quote, right? So they're really looking at like the worst case scenario for AI, and they're trying to build a framework to avoid those situations. Um, so what is the distressing part? These uh, catastrophes would be um, unprecedented incidents that wouldn't have transpired without the AI's involvement. And that's kind of their their framework to, for saying, you know, what, what they're really specifically trying to avoid. So in a new conversation that they recently had, Anthropics co-founder Sam McCaldish um, talked a little bit about the motivation and intricacies of this new framework. Um, at its core, the policy introduces AI safety levels, um, which is a, str a stratified risk system mirroring the U.S. government's biosafety levels earmarked for biological research. So this four-tiered ASL um, spectrum spans from ASL O, and of course ASL is AI safety levels, but ASL O um, indicating a low risk entity to ASL 3 marking a high risk system. So McCandish talk, uh, pretty much said, quote, there is always some level of arbitrariness in drawing boundaries, but we wanted to roughly reflect different tiers of risks. So he recognized that the AI models of today might not be immediate threats. So, you know, ChatGPT isn't about to take over the world or release all of the world's nuclear missiles, but um, the future landscape might be very different. So highlighting the policy's adaptability, he mentioned, quote, it's not a static or comprehensive document. We envision it as a living entity ever evolving based on our experiences and the feedback we gather. Um, Anthropic's kind of ambition is straightforward, but I think it's really interesting. Essentially, they want to kind of harness competitive dynamics to navigate crucial safety hurdles. Um, and this vision they're saying is going to ensure that the pursuit of safer AI paradigms doesn't just is not, you know, resulted in it, like people are actually making these things safer. So um, and, you know, they're worried about like, quote unquote, aggressive scaling, which I'm not sure if that means their competitors going a lot faster than them or they're saying, you know, there's some actual danger. But in any case, um, McCandlish was candid about the complexities in this whole mission, saying, quote, we can never be totally, totally sure we are catching everything, but we will certainly aim to. This is really interesting. Like they really are trying to position themselves as being like the the, the AI, the responsible AI and the safe AI um, people. Um, so another feature in this whole RSP's uh, uh, like framework they have is its emphasis on independent oversight. So no modifications to this policy can proceed without board approval. 
Um, and this might sound really cumbersome, but they believe that making a measure like that is really valuable, explaining, quote, given our dual roles in rolling out models and also appraising them for safety, there exists a genuine concern. There's always a lurking temptation to perhaps be lenient on our tests, um, an outcome we ardently wish to sidestep. This is interesting, right? They're, they're putting up some internal governance, and I do respect and appreciate that. Um, this move by Anthropic, uh, a lot of people are saying, couldn't be more timely. Um, so the AI domain obviously is, you know, has a ton of new companies rolling out very, very quickly. Um, and Anthropic, with its roots kind of tracing back to some former members of OpenAI, and of course, boosted by substantial investments from tech giants like Google. This is, you know, when, when they talk about it, they're like, we have substantial investments from tech giants like Google. Also, substantial investments from Sam Bankman-Fried, who, you know, famously led FTX, which was a massive Ponzi scheme. But I mean, aside from that, I'm not, it's not throwing shade at Anthropic. They just took money that they probably thought was good money at the time, but it's, you know, probably just a little blight on their history that they don't like to bring up when they talk about their, you know, substantial investors. I think, you know, I think Sam Bankman-Fried put in like over 500 million and Google put in like 300 million, like uh, much later. So it's just funny that they only bring up substantial investments from Google. In any case, um, Claude's chatbot, which is Anthropic's, um, of course, first kind of ChatGPT competitor. I love it personally. It's great. You can put a, like the context window is massive on it. So if I have like, you know, 10 articles I need to throw in there and get like it to consolidate them all, it can do stuff like that, which ChatGPT obviously cannot. So I do like Claude. Um, it actively deters harmful user prompts by looking for potential hazards. I haven't run into this myself because I mostly just use it for summarizing long articles, complex topics, complex AI stuff to, you know, get good kind of bullet points for this podcast, essentially. Um, so I've used it for that. I haven't had them kind of ban me from asking about a specific topic. I haven't asked them about making, you know, new, or disposing of radioactive waste or something. But in any case, um, the capabilities stem from Anthropic's quote unquote constitutional AI strategy. Now, for those that don't know, I would look up constitutional AI. I do actually agree with that strategy. Essentially, what it's saying is um, a lot of times there's not a lot of transparency in AI models. Like we don't know why OpenAI is some people call it censoring. Some people call it guardrails um, of different topics, right? Like you ask it to do something and it's like, sorry, I can't do that. Um, or sorry, this is not a good topic. Or I don't know. ChatGPT has their own guardrails, right? Their trust and safety team. Now, those might not all be bad. There's definitely people that will argue uh, whether some of them are good or bad and some biases in it and whatnot. But the problem I have with it is that they're not transparent. So you don't know what the, the guardrails are specifically. And so constitutional AI is a model that Claude has adapted, where essentially the AI model has a quote unquote constitution that every like response has to look at to make sure it follows a set um, of guidelines or like ideologies. Now, you might not agree with a specific AI model's constitution, but I think it's really important that it's transparent, right? Like I'm thrilled to use an AI model um, that has a constitution. It might not be exactly one that I love. Maybe there's one or two points on there I don't like, but at least I know where it's coming from and uh, it's transparent. So I, I really do appreciate that transparency from different models because I hate using something in it, you know, feeling like maybe the response it gave me has some sort of like bias, not just because of the data, but like that the creators or the developers um, who probably live in San Francisco and have a bunch of ideologies that some of them I agree with and some of them I don't um, may have imposed or injected into this thing and its responses are reflective of that but i don't know right i don't like that kind of algorithmic 
um, serving me up of information and me not having transparency. I think everyone wants more transparency in everything. So long story short, constitutional AI, good, good, uh, good move by Anthropic. Now, I think a lot of these mythologies employ chain of thought reasoning, which in turn amplifies the transparency and efficiency of AI's decision from a human perspective. With fewer human labels, I think this also paves the way for modeling AI systems that are both ethical and secure. I, I really do think it pushes it in that direction, which is good. So right now, the emergence of this RSP coupled with research into constitutional AI, I think underpins Anthropic's move um, and commitment to AI safety. This is the direction that they're looking at. Now, I'm going to put a caveat on this whole thing and, and say some of the downsides to this, but I really do think they probably have good intentions here. Um, and by kind of trying to trim down risks while amplifying benefits, Anthropic is essentially trying to, um, you know, has a, a set of commendable benchmarks for AI's future trajectory. That, that's their goal, right? Now, the one thing I will say uh, that did strike me as being slightly, uh, you know, a little bit of a red flag, a little bit of alarm bells is when they talked about the fact that, you know, today's AI models might not be immediate threats, but that the future landscape might look very different. Um, for some reason, I just got this, like, my spidey senses were tingling, and it kind of made me think of the fact that, you know, they're doing this internal governance right now. Very cool. Um, they have, like, different tiers of, like, what risks they think a new model will come up with. Very cool. All of a sudden, I kind of started thinking about the fact that governments will probably, in all the regulations, want to adopt a similar probably a similar structure to this where your AI model has to get like evaluated and if they and there's going to be governments all around the world I don't think this is controversial to say that the Chinese government is going to approve different AI models than America I mean this is already happening but it's just I don't know it feels sometimes it feels a little dystopian in America to think that in the future there's going to be these like bootlegged models with no safety rails on them that um go one way or the other and uh you know the government decides that they're like highly dangerous it's gonna be like interesting it's like i wonder if like you could get like in trouble for having a, a usb thumb drive with like some sort of bootleg ai model that's super dangerous on it. of course there's like hackers that are gonna have bad stuff that is probably bad doing bad things but it'll be interesting right like a totally no like a, the, the equivalent of chat gpt it's gonna be completely open source the government's going to try to shut it down for X, Y, and Z reason. Maybe it's a Republican in office. Maybe it's a Democrat in office. I don't know, right? Like people, of course, are going to have their own reasons why they think this thing is going to be bad. Uh, it's going to be the bureaucracy of people that we are essentially have not elected as well, right? So all of the different federal agencies are going to want to get involved. These are bureaucrats that no one elected, but they're going to want to try to impose their will on AI. I don't know. It's just a, it's just a fun little dystopian future that I think inevitably we're going to have to face. Um, but I just wonder if there's going to be this like guy running around with a USB thumb drive and it's like the equivalent of having a, you know, like an automatic weapon today. That's like, of course, if you have an automatic weapon in America, those are illegal without the licenses and you go to jail. It's like you have this thumb drive with this highly dangerous AI model on it. And they like the FBI busts into your house and like, you know, arrests you, pulls you out because of, because of that. Anyways, it's going to be a fun future, but, uh, yeah. So that's the only thing that is my, um, that I'm a little bit skeptical about is like when talking about these regulations. Oh, and the whole reason I bring this up is, is it really the government that feels threatened by maybe an AI model that has the truth about X, Y, and Z topic that I want you to know? Or is it that right now, uh, you know, OpenAI is the number one lobbyist that's helping to build these laws? Are they going to build laws that say, um, you know, different AI models are not safe for X, Y, and Z reasons and they are. And so they, um, you know, penalize their competitors that's really what i'd be concerned about i know I, I paint a fun dystopian future about where the government's gonna 
chase us down for our thumb drives and AI models. But really, in reality, it's probably going to be someone like ChatGPT and other big AI companies that are uh, building regulations, building a regulatory moat right now. That's really what their vision is with regulation. I don't think they're worried about how they're using AI. I think they're just worried that maybe their competitors can catch up and they can build a regulatory moat. So in any case, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. I do think that Anthropic probably has, you know, pure intentions on this right now, but it'll be interesting to see how this plays out in the future.